You're listening to the Blue Family Tree Podcast. We're here to help you rob the pension bank. It's your host, coming to you from Colorado, Patrick Rice. Welcome back, family. Today, we're going to talk about officer presence. We all have officer presence, or at least we'd better. I'd venture that it's the first step in every agency's use of force, wheel, continuum, toolbox, whatever you call yours. We all have a very clear picture of soft hand control, hard control, intermediate weapons, deadly force. Yeah, maybe your agency uses different names, but the description of each is the same. But what is officer presence? Should we be well-versed in this level to best avoid having to move to the next levels? If you ask most rookie officers what officer presence is, you're likely to hear stories about cops who were shot because they, their boots weren't polished, or the bad guys looked them up and down and decided they'd try their luck based on their gig lines. But I've noticed an interesting trend over my 18, now 20 years of gig lines and boot polishing. It seems that these young officers who fill the uniform out so nicely often find themselves in many more fights and foot pursuits than us old dogs do. Now, I know you rookies right now are screaming at your radio, thinking I'm just digging on you. You say, hey, Rice, we're turning over more rocks. We're finding the real bad guys. You old cops should just retire because you're not fighting crime anymore. Yeah, okay, I get it. I'll concede you're right to a degree, but that's not the entire answer. So why are bad guys taking their chances with most well-groomed among us and complying with the old out-of-shape saggy belt cop whose magazines are angled for because his gut has taken up the previous position? It's certainly not officer presence. It has everything to do, though, with command presence. You see, if officer presence is looking awesome, polished boots and gig lines, then we need to add another level to the use of force continuum. I know, it already has a lot of levels, but let's add one more right after officer presence, and we'll call it command presence, because command presence is how one controls a scene. It's reading the behavior of the subjects you're in contact with and controlling the actions you predict they're about to take. Listen, when you ask a subject his name and he replies with a deep breath and says, uh, what's my name? You should know that there's an impending problem. This person sees he has two options presented to him and he's working hard to determine which one he'll take. He's either going to fight or he's going to run. It's just a matter of time unless you exercise your command presence and a straight gig line won't change his mind. Rookies tend to be a little surprised that this guy ran when the salty cover officer standing nearby saw it coming two minutes ago. Command presence comes with experience. We can certainly teach the basics, but unless you can see it in action, you will not refine the skill. Unfortunately, we are t all we are teaching right now is the importance of applying Kiwi when we should be teaching the importance of recognizing behaviors and effectively controlling actions. With our focus on officer presence, new officers are missing the indicators they should be looking for and even missing their, to recognize them in hindsight. If you got into a fight tonight and in the aftermath when assessing your game, you decided you need to take your sleeves in a little bit more, then you're entirely missing the real reason you should have taken away to save your ass next week. It is important to look sharp and professional for many reasons, but there is no substitute for understanding behavior and knowing how and when to intervene in one's decision-making process. Put some hands on that guy when he's repeating the most basic questions back to you. 
When your suspect is stretching his neck, they're not stiff from the rec football league they just played in. They're fixing to do bad things to you, and you should do, throw some bracelets on them before they can develop that courage. Secure those hands, set them on the curb. Yeah, is it time for Miranda? Maybe. Maybe not. You should be well-versed in the ins and outs of that, too. But you should never sacrifice your safety just to avoid Miranda. Say, hey, man, I can see what's going on inside your head, and I don't feel like running tonight. And I don't want you to get hurt, because even if you can outrun me in my polished boots and my custom-fit shirt, you can't take on my partners with their canines and tasers. Eventually, you're going to lose, and I don't want that for you. So we're going to sit down here in my bracelets until we get this whole thing sorted out. There's nothing wrong with that solution. That's going to keep you safe and your suspects safe moving forward. Thanks for tuning in for another short microcast of The Blue Family Tree. Catch you next time. You're listening to The Blue Family Tree Podcast.